This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Back again. He's back again. I thought we weren't going to have you today, and I'm excited that I only have to talk half the time. Look, I, uh, you know, I was able to wrap up some things a little early, and so everyone... That uh, gets to hear my gracious voice. That is exciting for everyone. And if you want to hear him and see him and comment telling him that he is great or terrible, whichever one, then go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com. I can handle it all. He clearly has to. Mm-hmm. It's part of the bargain. He has to put up with everyone's crap every single day of the week when he wants to. My skin is thicker than the grease stuck in your kitchen drain pipe. That's... Of That's your, pretty thick. Of your rental. Of, of your you sh- rental, yeah. Because you shouldn't do that in your own house. <laughs> <laughs> your own house, the drain pipes are clean, but when it's exactly. someone else's house, who cares about that? Mm. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of a... Clearly my skin's thicker than <laughs> Biden's poopy pants. <laughs> weekend, a win in Rome, right? A weekend recap. Look, because- I almost, hang on, I almost chipped my pants once in my life mm-hmm. so far, okay? And I didn't, you know, a lot of people talk about it and how it's happened to them. And I never have really came close to that experience before, Uh, but I did not that long ago. There was a time in my life where I was uh, trying the keto thing. Yeah. And so for a snack, I I just think this is a really funny conversation to start off. It is. For a snack, I love personal stories. (laughs) For a snack, I got the the sugar-free dark chocolate. Now, just so you know, those things are full of sugar alcohol, meaning... Mm -hmm. That it'll, it will release the Kraken, okay? <laughs> and I made the mistake. It releases the Kraken. Thank you. Thank you. I made the mistake of having a few of those before I went to pick up Parker. And so that's a, you know, it's a 30-minute drive there, a 30-minute drive back. That's an hour. And I'm driving along, and all of a sudden it hits me. I was like, oh, my God. If I don't pull over right now, I'm going <laughs> to poop my pants. I'm going to have to clean shit off my seat. And luckily I made it. I'm actually just... Thinking but, of Bridesmaids right now, it's a really funny movie. If no one has seen it, it's only like ten years old, but you should go. It is, you should go yeah. watch that pretty funny scene involving Charlie's story right now. So, yep. anyway, as I was saying, when she's pooping in the sink, <laughs> the weekend, look away. The weekend recap is kind of a dumb bleep of the weekend. Really, there's a couple of crazy things that happened. The first one having to do with this phrase that we haven't used ever on this podcast called let's go Brandon. It's what all the kids are saying. Let's go Brandon. They're really cheering for this guy named Brandon, very worried about him and whether or not he's going to be able to go way better, you know, way better than Brad. Yeah. Okay. We don't like Brad. We like Brandon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now maybe, uh, maybe some people will disagree with me, but allegedly there was a Southwest pilot who on his sign off 
after a flight, he signed off with, let's go, Brandon, <laughs> over the weekend. And there just happened to be a writer from the AP who was writing an article about the let's go, Brandon thing, who was the one who said that this is what happened. Now, of course, a lot of people are saying this actually didn't happen. This is all just a big ploy to get the, uh, the some attention on this writer's article that yeah. had to do with let's go brandon yeah, that's a, include southwest yeah would be a pretty good idea yeah so from npr right here southwest pilot is under investigation for the divisive phrase let's go brandon this is a very it's now it's now as divisive as as you know it's bad as anything you could imagine it's a bad phrase and you you just shouldn't be allowed to say this now i, I do have some thoughts on whether or not as a business, you wouldn't want your employees announcing the phrase to your customers, but whatever. Southwest Airlines pilot is now under an internal investiga- investigation after signing off from a flight using the phrase, let's go, Brandon. We all know what that came from. It's a, a hilarious, hilarious video. And I don't have to tell you the story, but I'll make it real short. Some people were saying F Joe Biden, the F word, fudge is what they were saying, Joe Biden. And the news reporter decided to say that they were actually chanting, let's go, Brandon. So this has been all over the place. It's been a really great example of like a protest, a way that people are making fun of the people in power. It's been this really cool movement, I think. And so anyway, the AP reported that the pilot used the phrase on a flight from Houston to Albuquerque, and there were audible gasps from the passengers. The passengers were very upset about this. Southwest says it does not condone its employees sharing personal political opinions while working. All right, so that's not really the super dumb part about this. I have to remember we're not actually doing a dumb bleep of the week right now. First off, the left is starting to lose its mind over this Let's Go Brandon thing. Yeah. Like we got to stop saying that it's disrespectful, insubordinate, and churlish. <laughs> they don't want anyone mm. saying this. Mm. Of course, because this is the person that's in power. It's their guy that's in power. And they don't want people to be saying this. So much so, there's a ridiculous tweet associated with this. First off, I'll say, if I were Southwest, and the guy actually did say it, I actually would not want my employees uh, saying political phrases to uh, the whole group of customers. Like, I really wouldn't want that. If they were working at McDonald's, I wouldn't want them to wear shirts that said tax the rich or eat the rich or anything like that. And I really wouldn't want a pilot saying a phrase that meant F Joe Biden either, even though I think it's hilarious. And I would want my pilot to be this mm-hmm. person. When, when some people were saying like this person that they wouldn't, they wouldn't trust a pilot who thinks like this, who says like this, he needs psych evaluations, Shouldn't be flying, of course, because if you have these political views, then then that means that you're a bad person. Someone else, a blue check mark here on on Twitter, Asha Rangapa, Rangapa, who knows? I should have read that beforehand. You're right. I should have done that. So she said, as an experiment. Rangapa. Yeah. Rangapa. Asha Rangapa. Asha Rangapa. As an experiment, I'd love for Southwest Air Pilot to say long live ISIS before taking off. My guess is that the plane would be immediately grounded, the pilot fired, and a statement issued by the airline within a matter of hours. Yes, that is true. (laughs) That is what they would do because those are not the same thing. Saying F Joe Biden or let's go Brandon and long live ISIS Mm -hmm. from an airline pilot (laughs) are not the same thing. No. 
at all. But apparently, if you're on the left, these are basically the same thing. <laughs> I mean, they are losing their mind. They are over this. They're going crazy. It's crazy. I heard the the Braves, the Atlanta Braves stadium was chanting it in front of because Trump was there to watch the game last night. And uh, or the other night, I think it was last night, though, and he was laughing. <laughs> Trump was laughing from his box while everybody was ch- chanting, let's go, Brandon. It's 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 a really cool protest. And it's cool to hear people out there in the stadiums chanting, let's go, Brandon. Now, are they saying, you know, con- I guess the actual context matters or whatever. Some people are saying, well, I heard Ben Shapiro say, well, I I wouldn't say F Joe Biden in front of my kids, but I would say, let's go, Brandon. But if your kids know what let's go, Brandon means, then so to me, it's the same, the same thing, thing as yeah. saying, because it's actually the meaning of the words that you're saying that do mm-hmm. matter. Unless you really care about your friend named Brandon and you're trying to root him on. How to do famous is that reporter now, by the way? <laughs> I have no idea what her name is, but me, me neither. She's got to be. She's got a. Do you think she feels slightly good about starting an international craze? I saw people in Germany chanting, Let's go, Brandon. I don't know. Over the weekend. But it's hysterical. But I'm with you. Okay. On the real side, I am with you that when you have a company, uh, now we have a political company. So it's like, obviously, political views are welcome here from any direction. Uh, we're going to disagree with you on a lot of them, but they're definitely welcome here. But uh, but if I had a company like Southwest Airlines or maybe a sneaker company, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Democrats buy sneakers, too. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I wouldn't want my representatives of that company to be chanting a phrase that would uh, alienate people of a different political spectrum because I would want them to buy sneakers, too. Tenacious D said the 6-8 gate shoe company. (laughs) Exactly. LLC. So. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's absolutely hysterical. And what you're saying is it's possible the guy didn't even say it. Yeah. Um, But now Southwest has to respond to this massive article that's circling around everywhere where everybody just assumes that he said it. Um, And perhaps uh, his first officer, or maybe he was the first officer congratulating the captain, perhaps one of them was actually named Brandon mm-hmm. and landed the plane safely and he said, let's go, Brandon. If I was good buddies with the co-pilot, I would have him legally change his name to Brandon really quick. Mm-hmm. He was just saying, hey, I support you changing your name to Brandon. Let's yeah. go, Brandon, everyone. I'm trying to get him to change his name. Exactly. So, plus you have crowds of people cheering for you all the time. It's the best time to be named Brandon right now. Do we have any Brandons in the group? Nope. No Brandon's in the group. So anyway. We have um, a Bizzle. It's pretty so close, I think. This uh, They almost got away with this crazy thing at this Glenn Youngkin event in Virginia. We just had to talk about this because I think people are kind of writing it off a little bit. But this is actually a pretty big deal uh, that they, the Lincoln Project tried to have a group of people dressed as white supremacists go to the Republican candidates event and act as though they were supporting that person. And it ended up being fake. They were actually members of the young Democrats Oh, and some people called them out. They pulled a, a juicy smoothie. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> that was trending. I can't remember how, I can't remember how it was, uh, tied in trending, but, but, uh, smoothie was trending. That's so funny. Um, over, over the weekend, but it sounds anyway. like, Anyway, this is coming from the New York Post. Lincoln Project claims responsibility for fake white supremacists at Glenn Youngkin event. 
The Anti-Republican Political Action Committee, the Lincoln Project, claimed responsibility Friday for a stunt in which activists dressed up as tiki torch-carrying white nationalists in a bid to link Virginia GOP gubernatorial candidate Glenn Youngkin to racist views. So so now we have terrorist organizations making claims, claiming responsibility. (laughs) The group of five people. Lincoln Project, a terrorist organization. I I mean, when you (laughs) claim claim responsibility responsibility. for something, is there is it a difference? (laughs) And so, like, if they had actually sent white supremacists out to to support white supremacy, I mean, people would have been outraged about this. But since they were sending fake white supremacists. I love the diversity. And they (laughs) they included Clayton Bigsby. (laughs) 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 Clayton Bigsby. That's good. That's part of it. I see Jasper. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that. There's Jasper. <laughs> That's so good. The group of five people stood outside Youngkin's campaign bus during an event in Charlottesville, site of the deadly site of the deadly Unite the Right rally in August of 2017. In one of the defining images of that event, rally organizer Jason Kessler led a tiki torch wielding mob on a march through the grounds of the University of Virginia in an attempt to echo Nazi torchlight parades. Friday's group, which included an African-American man while wearing white button-down shirts and khakis, the outfit worn by some of the white nationalists who attended the rally, were all in for Glenn, members of the group said, according to the NBC 29 reporter. Members of McAuliffe's campaign team were quick to draw attention to the stunt on Twitter and frame Youngkin's supporters as white nationalists. Communications staffer Jen Goodman tweeted that the gathering was disgusting and disqualifying. This is who Glenn Youngkin supporters are. Five of them. (laughs) There's five. uh, How many people were there? This is an obvious representation. Yeah. Five of them. One of them black, (laughs) by the way. One's a girl. One's. Maybe. Yeah, could be. I think think second from the left. Could be. And some. (laughs) Maybe they were just prepared for being dark later on. They're literally calling. And they're worried about bugs. But they're calling all of them white nationalists. And there's one black guy there. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, so this is who Glenn Youngkin supporters are, agreed Christina F- uh, Freund- Freundlich. <laughs> Freud. I don't know. Freudlich. I actually didn't plan on reading any of this. I was Freudlich, just gonna... <laughs> who was last seen looping in a Fox News reporter on an email asking her colleagues to kill an unflattering story about the McAuliffe campaign. Youngkin himself suggested that his Democratic opponent was behind the demonstration, telling NBC, I think they work for Terry McAuliffe, and I'm sure he sent them. They'll do anything to win, and he's doing anything to win, so he's paying people to show up and act silly at our rallies. Act silly. Yeah. I, <clears throat> what What a great picture. What I think is, yeah, this I'm going to put it fantastic. back on here because it's so good. What I think is um, really important about this is... Um, now, I'm not trying to conspiracize here. I have no idea, no clue. But do people, could people be right when they think that this kind of thing has happened in the past? And maybe we just didn't uh, find out who all of the people were. I'm not saying there aren't any white supremacists out there, that there aren't people out there marching and doing all that. Do you think this has ever happened before, that some of the people were fake? for political as a political weapon or is this the first time this has ever happened probably the first time probably the very first time in the, the first time virginia claimed governor responsibility for it 
it's they did claim responsibility. I'm just wondering about times in the past. And I do, uh, I don't know who said, uh, let me see who said it in the group here. Costco said they didn't think it was a Lincoln Project. I don't either. I think the Lincoln Project just stepped in and took the blame for it. And if it was them that organized or whatever, I mean, I think that the Terry McAuliffe camp campaign had something to do with it also. But um, anyway, I just... Uh, I thought this was interesting and you know a lot of people will say that this thing happens when you do see these gatherings of people and it is possible that not every single person there is actually a member of the group they're claiming to be a member of. They're pulling out all the stops though. Mhm. That's this how is, worried they are about this. Yeah. This. Just look at how far they would go. They would take people who work for a democratic organization with their profile photos on Twitter that are out there tweeting all the time and just change their clothes. And put them out there and say that they're white white supremacists That's with tiki insane. torches. That's insane. It's um, it is. I do agree with that. All right. the uh, The next thing here. Now we would have never imagined something like this, but this is the first time. This says from Frobes. It's from Forbes actually, but I'll leave <laughs> Frobes there. I think that's uh, that's better. I'm gonna. We need to start a Frobes magazine. Mm-hmm. The student loan cancellation has been dropped. From the Build Back Better agenda. Yeah. Not going to do it. Not going to do it in this. If you're looking for student loan cancellation in President Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan, you won't find it. The Build Back Better plan, Biden's economic and social plan, and the aftermath of the government's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) Some of that was added in. I don't know if you'll know which part it is. A little ad lib there. Was cut from 3.5 trillion to 1.75. Cut, by the way. Yeah. It was cut. It was a great negotiation tactic. Both before and after reducing the package, you won't find any mention of student loan cancellation. So they're saying even before it was cut, when it was at $3.5 trillion, they still weren't going to cut that. Not from the president, not from Congress at the same time. Not listen, from your mom, not from your dad. Not from anyone, not from the kids or the family or the wife. No one was talking about cutting this. All right, everyone, the reason this is in here is because I know you guys realize this, but you got to tell your friends and your family too. It's all fake. It's all, they're not actually going to try to fix anything. Mm-mm. If they wrote off this debt, which it would just be, it's money that people owe the government. If they wrote off that debt, it would be one of the easiest things for them to do if they don't care about what the national debt is or what the deficit is or anything. Like, if they were going to write that off, that's probably one of the easier unconstitutional things for them to do in a year. I don't know if it would actually be unconstitutional, but they don't want to do that. They need people worried about how they're going to pay their student loans. We've already talked about this before. The plan is to defer the student loans. And this has got... A, well, and then campaign mm-hmm. on continuously saying that you're going to cancel them. Yeah. And because if they actually solve this, then there's a group of millions of students that they don't have as much sway over anymore. Then they've got to keep these people upset. But eventually people are going to figure this out, that they're not actually going to do anything. Unfortunately, they'll just go harder to the left mm-hmm. because people harder to the left will say that they're going to do this. President, this is from Chuck Chucky Schumer. Um, erection. was very concerned about erection, the, the erection that was the erection selection that was incited <laughs> on January 6th. 
President, he said, President Biden can cancel student loan debt with the flick of a pen. He can. It's just the just flick of a flick pen. It. He doesn't have to touch the pen to a piece of paper. That's no. how easy this is. He's But he's the problem the is pen. he's been practicing flicking the pen because he doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite have the grasp yeah. <laughs> for it. That's what it is. And then um, Warden Warren said, we don't actually have to do anything in Congress. Let's just keep it right there, actually. That's a great quote. <laughs> No, she says, we don't actually have to do anything in Congress. The president of the United States has the power to cancel student loan debt on his own. And Ilhan Omar, who um, sounds like Christopher Walken when you listen to her talk, by the way, I'll never unhear that. We know the president can do it with a stroke of a pen. Now, she's actually, she's putting the plan into action, not just flicking the pen. But now he's going to have to stroke the pen. He's going to have to stroke something. Yeah. He's going to actually have to do that. And then AOC says there's more opportunity than ever to bring the heat on Biden to cancel student loans. He needs to step up his executive action game and show his commitment to deliver for people. So they all campaigned Mm -hmm. on this, by the way. But now they get to defer the responsibility, not to themselves, but to Biden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're probably talking to Biden and be like, dude, you're so old. He's so old. Your presidency is already run amok. You know, your, your family's in distress. Your health is declining. This needs to be on you because we cannot be responsible for this vote. They're like, can you at least put this in your will? Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> He's like, no, because then I won't last very much longer. Yeah. Um, how old is he? By the way, why don't we play this real quick? Let's see. I'll blow this up. This is Biden at the cop 26 or whatever 20 summit well at cop it's like uh man now i can't remember what it what it's actually standing for but anyway the climate thing that they're doing right now i just figured since you mentioned how old biden was Mm -hmm. um the the huffington post actually posted this said joe biden appears to fall asleep on the first day of cop 26 wow 26 yeah so here's he's just working so hard yeah it's from he's been stroking the pen so hard Mm-hmm. Is what's going on? Well, he's been practicing his flicking. There's just a little clip of him. No, I understand. I would be falling asleep right there too. It sounds. He's like they told me this was gonna be bingo. I love that as he's falling asleep, the person's talking about how this is one of the most (laughs) important important. meetings in history. (laughs) That's perfect. Oh, my gosh. B12. Now, listen, B12. (laughs) He needs B12. That's what he needs. He really needs it. That's why I said it. Yeah. So that was a good time to to mention how old he was. Listen, I understand that's really boring, but this is embarrassing. (laughs) Wake up. You had one job. You're... you're trying to save the planet. We're all going to die soon. The COP26 opening speeches. He's like, when's the guy come in with the torch? I just came in to watch the torch come in. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to, my granddad used to bring the torch and uh, uh, remind me of the African-American baseball player. He had right. 320 million billion trillion torches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right, time for some good news slash, um, well, I say good news. It's kind of good news, but at the same time, it's just, uh, you know, it just shows you the corruption, I think, in my in my estimation. So I sent Nate um, some texts last night of Elon Musk's on the World Health Organization, World um, 
It's the UN it's World the UN Food Program. World Food Program. The the guy who's leading that on his Twitter, he replied, "There's an article from CNN that came out that said just two percent of Elon Musk's net wealth could could solve world hunger. So yeah. six billion dollars. Covered this on Dumb Bleep on Friday, mm-hmm. by the way. So Elon Musk is ready to spend six billion to end world hunger. Asks UN to provide a plan. So he replied and said, "Hey." You can actually show me that this $6 billion, I'll sell a Tesla stock and do it right now. Mm-hmm. I'll do it right now. You so, know what's interesting, by the way? They're talking about him spending, he's talking about spending $6 billion. He didn't say, I'll stroke a check. He said, first, I've got to go sell some Tesla stock yeah, for that. Exactly. Because I don't have $6 billion. Right. It's all in my freaking Tesla. Now, man, has Tesla continued going up. Whoa. They hit 12, a high of 1214 Unbelievable. We just talked about him going over a thousand and going over the trillion dollar mark. It's got to be like one point three trillion dollar valuation now. Unbelievable. Musk is probably getting close to four hundred billion dollar net worth right now. Yep. It's amazing. I love it. And guys, that's a key point. Nick D just said it. Nate just said it. He had to sell. He has to to pay six billion dollars to the UN to stroke a check. He first has to sell Tesla stock. Okay. That would that which would be uh, quite a lot of stock. For mm-hmm. him to sell. A lot of quiche. Okay. So Elon Musk, the world's richest man, has said that he is willing to sell his Tesla stock and spend $6 billion to end world hunger. This comes in response to a tweet made by David Beasley, director of UN's World Food Program, the WFP. So uh, Dr. Eli David had uh, posted this fact check on the that article from CNN Business. Literally the title... This is, this is what makes me so angry. The title of CNN's article here is 2% of Elon Musk's wealth could solve world hunger, says director of UN Food Scarcity Organization, which actually is not technically what was said. Um, but 2% of Elon Musk's wealth is $6 billion. In 2020, the UN World, world Food Program raised $8.4 billion. How come that didn't solve world hunger? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk uh, fires back and says, hey, if the World Food Program can describe on this Twitter thread exactly how $6 billion will solve world hunger, I will sell Tesla stock right now and do it. That guy could sell at any time. He's right now. Re- he's not restricted because this was at 7.20 p.m. on Sunday. He's not restricted by the normal market frames, okay? He's got a guy right there at TD Ameritrade he can call. Exactly. All those I'm sure that's where he holds yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> TD Ameritrade, probably where he has it. Yeah. He said, but it must be open source accounting so the public sees precisely how the money is spent. Now, you would think that the World Food Program, is they spend that $8.6 billion wisely, and they could easily just provide their accounting very easily in this thread to secure $6 billion. What would you do to secure $6 billion? I wouldn't care what they find. I'd be like, Hey, public can see everything. Yeah. And I I will literally put my entire life on display for $6 billion. Thank you, Mr. Musk. There's some really cool parts to this too, when it comes to solving some of the world's problems. If you did, if you did believe that this could just be done, you could solve the problem by sending some money into it. Look at part of the incentive that it requires, because what Musk knows as that if the government took $6 billion from him to solve world hunger, they're going to spend about $500 million of it giving food to people, and then they're going to pocket the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And he knows that. 
And so he's saying, I'll do it. Much like the Clinton Foundation took in like $500 million to build four yeah. houses in Haiti. So it's just, it's good to see, this could have been a, this could have been a white pill Wednesday thing. It's good to see someone with access to this amount of capital saying, I'll do it. If you're saying this will solve world hunger, which he obviously is disputing some, but if you're saying this will solve world hunger, as long as you're completely transparent about where every single dollar goes, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Just, just show it to me. So in another tweet, Musk added, but it must be open source accounting. We went over that. Um, however, after being questioned by Dr. Eli David, a researcher, Beasley said that $6 billion would not solve world hunger, but will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people on the brink of starvation. So he had to clarify. <laughs> no. came, came out throwing stones, and he's like, well, it wouldn't actually solve world hunger, but it would do all these great things. Now, this was a great insight into how much the media is lying to you all the time. Mm -hmm. Because here they do an interview with David Beasley, the head of the World Food Program, and they say that David Beasley says that $6 billion of Elon Musk's money would solve world hunger and save 42 million people. Now, when Musk actually asks about this with all of his followers and all of his people and says... Hey, if you'll if it'll if it'll actually do it, I'll give you the six billion. David Beasley's like that headline's not accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, six billion won't solve world hunger. So now he comes out <laughs> and actually says it. This is what this is what most this is what most headlines that you see are. By the way, when the rubber hits the squirrel, they come to it and they say, actually, that headline was completely false. Six billion will not solve world hunger. This is from the person who CNN was quoting in their article. And here he is saying, the headline's not right. It actually won't mm -hmm. do it. But it will save, it will prevent geopolitical instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people on the brink of starvation, an unprecedented crisis, and a perfect storm due to COVID slash conflict slash dash comma climate crisis right there so um there's <clears throat> there's another tweet here that um uh, that she didn't have in here i wanted to read it because uh, dr beasley what what musk really wants is he wants people or he wants them to actually put it in the thread so that the public can look at everything mm -hmm. that's what he wants everything and so the funny thing about this is, though, is Dr. Beasley, the, the guy who's leading the program, is he's backtracking. And so I'm trying to find the tweet right now. Where he says that he doesn't want to do it on Twitter. Where he says he doesn't want to yeah. do it on Twitter. He said, he said that he'll meet anywhere. I'll paraphrase it. He said, I'll meet you anywhere on Earth or in space. But he's like, I'll fly to you. Tell me where to go. I'll show you the technology and, and the accounting and everything will be an open book. And Musk is like... No, put it right here. And he he says, uh, what does he say? He says at the end of the tweet, he says, sunrise is a good thing. Or sunlight. sunlight. Sunlight is a good thing. He wants it out on public. Look, I mean, Musk has 61.8 million followers. I think enough people would see it. It would definitely go around the world. Everybody would pick it up. Those people would hold David Beasley accountable mm -hmm. also because he said that this was going to solve this problem. Mm -hmm. And Musk put the money forward. And uh, let's pay attention to where all the money's going. They don't actually want the transparency. Maybe some transparency, but not complete transparency. Right. 
one thing. So this is really cool. What I like to see is how we're kind of subverting the government that is supposed to be solving these problems, right? That's what they're here for is to solve world hunger or whatever it is. Um, first off, on the, the last date we had accounting for, now this was because they don't spend the same amount every day, but on October 27th, the U.S. government spent $41 billion on October 27th. There's a really good website for that that I'll, uh, I'll post sometime. But the idea that we're just going to spend $6 billion and it's going to be solved, that's not going to work. And we know that. David Beasley knows that. CNN probably knows that too. They knew that the whole thing was actually fake and now they're backtracking on it now that Musk is actually pushing them on it. So it's cool to see the potential that people in the private market could actually subvert the governments that are saying they're going to fix this and donate the money privately, make it all open source, all of the books be, be open accounting, and maybe make some more difference in people's lives. So that's, that's actually a good thing. I don't want us to forget, we talk a lot about Elon Musk on here, just how important Elon Musk is for our futures. I mean, he's talking about starting the new university too that I had the oh, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I can't stop laughing at this tweet. I know you guys have seen it by now, but he tweeted, am thinking of starting a new university, Texas Institute of Technology and Science and trending in the United States with 924,000 tweets is tits. <laughs> Texas Institute it's of Technology so and Science. It's so good. I love it. Now, he might have a bit of an obsession with sexual type stuff. By the way, SpaceX sounds like SpaceX. And the models of his cars are S and 3 and X and Y. Mm -hmm. Spelled out to say sexy. And uh, now he's talking about, and I actually believe in that he would start this, uh, that he would actually start this. Now he, yeah, that's right. Bezos does have an actual penis rocket. Yeah. An actual Crotch rocket. That he's like, where'd you there. go to school? Tits University. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um, it would be cool if he did start this because it would basically be a farm for Tesla and SpaceX. Mm-hmm. And so it's a pretty good idea for him to do that. Plus, he'd be able to write off any of the money that he spent towards it. There's another really good thing. Now, that part's just a joke. But yeah, And I do want to say, I want to say, too, like, we don't agree with Musk on everything. Yeah. But it's this is a guy who's not afraid of the media. He's not afraid of the SEC. He's not afraid of anyone. Why? Because he can. He has enough money to buy them all, right? He has enough money to buy anything. He's not afraid of any of these people. He's literally laughed at their faces on the way to making the most valuable companies in the history of the world. Um, and so, yeah, he, there's some things we disagree with him on, of course, but you want a guy like this having this kind of money to push back. This is, this is real pushback. I would say on the overarching narrative, especially coming from a guy who's, who's pretty much on the left, um, you know, to, to be more of a, let's say, I guess a centrist or something like that. You have to align with people where they're, where they're good for you. And this guy is a capitalist through and through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though he would like to take other people's money and give it away through universal basic income or, yeah. or whatever. So we obviously don't agree with him on everything. He says some other good things too, by the way, I lined up these tweets all, all backwards. They're all over the place right now. But um, another thing that happened, here's a news story from uh, Martin Koldorf, uh Newsweek. Unfortunately, 
Dr. Fauci got major epidemiology and public health questions wrong. Reality and scientific studies have now caught up with him. And so that was um, an op-ed. And what Musk said was there should be a term limit for these appointees. (laughs) Now, what's he saying? He's saying that you shouldn't be able to get into the administrative state and stay there forever. I think that's a pretty good idea to set limits on the people Mm -hmm. that are in these unconstitutional we shouldn't we shouldn't be ruled by people we don't get to vote for yeah that's true I mean, that's the the entire government was set up that way and then he said uh, another thing that it's just good to have someone pointing out these things for people and maybe it's an audience that normally wouldn't think about things this way but he said the uh the u.s national debt is 28.9 trillion or two hundred and thirty thousand dollars per taxpayer even taxing all billionaires at 100% would only make a small dent in that number. Elon, follow our YouTube, man. Go to youtube.com slash goodmorningliberty. We'd love to have you on sometime. He probably does, actually. They probably, that's, that's, that's where, where he's, he's getting, getting this. this. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. where you're getting the stuff. Or TikTok, maybe. Yeah. He's on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So obviously the rest must come from the general public. This is basic math. Spending is the real problem. And he posted the usdebtclock.org. And he said the U.S. federal debt to GDP was 56% in 2000. Now it's 126% and climbing fast. Like he sees a big part of the problem and he's showing it to a lot of people who maybe normally wouldn't want to hear about that. So, and I knew we were having a, it's a musky Monday. I mean, that's a good one. It is. We just cover musk every Monday. Musky Mm -hmm. Monday. But uh, I do think, you know, uh, I try to pinpoint why I'm so obsessed with Elon Musk because I think he's hilarious. He's like my favorite person other than my wife. Maybe Charlie. I don't know. And some <laughs> of you guys. He is like my, he does have to be one of my favorite people. I mean, the balls. He's the of ultimate tw- troll. The balls of tweeting that your company is overvalued. <laughs> Imagine tweeting that. Yeah. With a massively publicly traded company. Yeah, it's overvalued. <laughs> Imagine the gall of doing that. I love it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. But no, this is just to, by the way, it's calculated just to, to have short sellers pile in so that he could, yeah, so that he could bust their balls. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The guy's the ultimate troll. He's like the long term, like, he's like a good novel or a good movie. <laughs> He would right? make a good movie. You don't you don't see it coming, but everything he does is so calculated. That's what makes it so great. You don't think the whole taking Tesla private at 420 wasn't calculated? He knew their stock was going to decline 30, 40% after that. Absolutely. He had all this crap planned out the whole time. He said Tesla was going to be one of the biggest short squeezes in stock market history. And it has been. The thing's up at 1200 bucks after a split, mm-hmm. after a stock split. It should be up 6000 right now. Anyway, the reason I think we like him so much is this is like the epitome, the representation of capitalism, of innovation, new technologies, new efficiencies, new things being created by someone who, yeah, they're garnering all this wealth, they're generating all this wealth, and people are really upset about it. But look at the problems he's trying to solve. He's trying to tackle climate change, electric vehicles. He's trying to take us to another planet. He's trying to send internet all around our entire planet. And it's just a really good example. The company got approval to go underneath Vegas for new travel plans. And so there's so many cool things coming from this guy. We need to make sure he's got like the best protection out of anyone. I don't want him on any planes. (laughs) Definitely no helicopters. I will be really mad if he tries to go into space. And he needs to have like really good protection (laughs) 
at all times. But so there's we, so we many have, good things. We need to set up, you know, a new show. We got Black uh, White Pill Wednesday, mm-hmm. Musky Mondays. Mm-hmm. What about like a No Cap Tuesdays? No Cap Tuesday. Cap Thursdays. Cap. <laughs> so everything's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. That's true. No cap Tuesdays. Full is cap Wednesdays. Full. Well, no white pill Wednesday. Full no, cap. No, it's all a lie. There That's we what go. I was talking about. Full, yeah. full cap Thursdays. <laughs> and then dumb bleep Fridays. There we go. The week's planned out, folks. It's good stuff. And um, the last thing I was going to finish with was now they're talking about taxing, taking money away from these people. And there's a, there, it would be really easy to look at someone who has $350 billion and say, okay, it's fine to take percent of their money and do something with it but no it's not and this is a good example of protecting like the hardest one possible because elon musk does not need our protection but we do need to be principled and stand up and say no every single one of those dollars that is his wealth belongs to him and i would much rather him do things with it than anyone else that's a real that's the real question would you rather the government take 10 billion dollars from him and then do what with it what are they going to do or what do you think he could do with that 10 billion. And that is really the question with all of this wealth that we talk about the government taking at all times. You want to keep it in the hands of the people who made it of the most productive people in society because they're going to do so much better at creating more wealth, which means more prosperity for more people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I have to say about Listen, that. In the words of my son, a man and a woman. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> he says that every night, by the way. Oh, okay. Listen. Listen, if you want to be part of the live group and trash talk me, then go sign up. GoodMorningLiberty.Locals.com. GoodMorningLiberty.Locals.com. If you're interested in trading, go to MasterMyTrades.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, it was a musky, beautiful Monday, and I enjoyed every single bit of it, then make sure you are following the show. Hit the plus sign in the top right-hand corner of your Apple Podcast app or the follow button on Spotify or wherever you listen. Make sure you're subscribed. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, please. The more that happens, the better the algorithms churn in our favor. Okay? We're up against those evil, evil algorithms. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that want to suppress liberty. And we want to get it out to the masses. So please do all those things. And if you do it all, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.